Welcome back to the third episode of our ICT in the PGCE 2021 Group C series. Today, on the 10th of April 2021, we will be chatting about the importance of using PowerPoints in educational settings. I am Yashmeri Manisankar from South Korea, and once again, I will be joined by my amazing co-hosts, Maxine River Mao, who resides in beautiful Cape Town, Vinoshni Govender, who lives in stunning Durban, and Devon Besson, who is located in Cape Town as well. Together, we are the PowerPoint Rangers, and we hope to once again bring you some quality content. Hello everybody, I am Maxine and I will be talking about speech when using PowerPoint to present. The main goal of a PowerPoint presentation is to transfer information and knowledge using slides to present that information. The use of speech should enhance and not detract from your presentation. When you display a slide filled with text, it's natural for the audience to try to read it. But there's something called cognitive load theory, which says, amongst other things, that we have difficulty processing information that's coming at us in written and spoken form simultaneously, especially when the two don't match. Basically, there's only so much new information the brain can process at one time. So listeners can read the slides or listen to you but they can't successfully do both. So you need to give the audience a chance to listen to you. So why should we never read directly from our slides? When you're reading written prose, you will sound formal and more distant. The rhythm of formal prose is very different from the cadences of spontaneous speech. Another reason is that when you read a script or your text directly from your slides, it is also difficult for you to read your audience. Your eyes are on the slides and not on the audience. It is important to make eye contact with your audience to extend a sense of intimacy and authenticity about what your message is. How do you avoid the trap of reading from the screen? You could use more images and reduce your content to keywords and short phrases. Full sentences and long paragraphs have no place in presentations. You, the speaker, supplement the visual information with what you say. You should structure your content and, depending on the message, use diagrams, pictures or infographics. Your job when you're standing in front of the room or presenting on camera is to weave whatever important information you have into a story that helps people engage. Although it's tempting to list bullet points and then talk about what each one means, it would be better not to do this and to just talk and to tell the story that you want your audience to engage with. Stories don't have bullet points. They have characters and action and feeling. You could talk about how it has impacted real people in real life. Furthermore, when you do speak, make sure that you do so slowly and clearly with pauses which allow the audience a chance to digest and process the information you are sharing. If you want to speak clearly and express your emotions, then you need to learn to control your voice 
change your tone and use pitch variation for better stress and intonation. You can place emphasis on certain words to convey emotion such as excitement, fear or humor and to convey authority and credibility. Don't be monotonous or your audience may fall asleep. Use your voice to create vocal variety to sound more natural and conversational. Remember, the slides are there to support your presentation. Your goal should be to leave people educated and inspired. So practice your material very well so that you don't have to rely on reading from your slides to share your information. Thank you. When laying out your screen, here are some tips for preventing death by PowerPoint, as I would like to call it. When your PowerPoint presentation is so boring visually and super long in addition to that. To prevent this, ensure firstly that you don't have mountains of text on each slide. Your aim is to present to students and not to read word by word, as to them, this makes you look incompetent and unprepared. Do this by keeping points simple and beginning with same word forms. For example, if your first point starts with the word using, your subsequent points should have the same suffix or sound at the beginning too. Make sure that there is a new topic on each slide and that the points are clearly visible by using appropriately sized fonts. An example of this is to use size 24 for body text and size 48 for headings. Note that you are required to keep the same font for body text throughout the presentation and keep this rule for heading fonts as well. Make sure to use capitals only at the beginning of every new sentence unless you want to emphasize specific words or headings as if you are shouting. Use fonts that will be easy to read. The fancier the font, the harder it is for everyone to read it. Next, when using images and animations on PowerPoint, make sure they are appropriate for the content and that they add value to the presentation. You can resize, rotate, crop and add special effects to your image to make it stand out and grab students' attention, thus making them interested in the point you relate the image to. Adding videos to PowerPoint must follow the same rules as that for pictures. Videos can be added to play from the PowerPoint itself or as a link that needs to be followed. This is a great tool for refreshing students' minds if the video is not too long. Another tip is to make sure your template doesn't have too many colors that can distract students. It's best to have a dark background with bright text or vice versa. Finally, for students to be able to understand more statistical or complex information, one can use shapes, charts, and smart art in their presentations, which can be found under the Insert tab. Now, although I have mentioned a ton of things that you can do on your PowerPoint, don't forget to leave enough white space. These blank sections make it easier for students to remain focused on your content, and it won't look cluttered. Remember that simplicity in PowerPoints can go a long way for educational purposes. Next up, I am Devon Bassan, and we will be talking about the use of animations and transitions within PowerPoint for educational purposes. Firstly, let's look at what exactly is meant by animations and transitions within PowerPoint. Animations are described as the effects which can be applied to animate objects, such as texts, 
images and other graphics. Transitions, on the other hand, are the animated entrance and exit movements from one slide to the next. The use of these within PowerPoint can not only aid specific goals of teaching, but enhance and maintain a learner's interest and their consequent motivation. Animated graphics are defined to spark students' interest through providing more information, being closely related to the characteristics of the subject matter, giving greater explanations and minimizing the room for confusion. The creation of custom animations within a PowerPoint presentation is fairly easy to navigate and its use to its full advantage in teaching is sometimes left desired. However, PowerPoints with text only are created more often than not and this is considered to actually doom the presentation. Jones presents a few tips for the use of animations and transitions in slides. It is suggested that one considers the use of line introduction. This allows each text line to occur one at a time while dimming the previous line as each new idea is introduced and a subsequent focal point occurs. In addition, avoiding the use of multiple differing animations across the presentation is suggested and rather a standardized form should be used which is straightforward. Lastly, it is advised that the effect throughout the presentation should be used consistently and in a minimalist nature. The proper use of animations and transitions in PowerPoint can therefore allow for the reinforcement of concepts and enhance the overall effectiveness of education. PowerPoints can be used to assist, motivate, and promote teaching and learning in the classroom. Although it was originally designed for presentation purposes, it is now used as a teaching resource in many classrooms. PowerPoints can be used as a teaching tool in the following ways. PowerPoints can show pictures, which makes communicating information to students easier. For example, when a teacher wants students to insert animations in a slide, a picture of the toolbar can be shown in order for students to better understand what to do. Students therefore learn by seeing a picture on a slide and listening to the instructions from the teacher. PowerPoints can provide a roadmap by guiding students to important sections. Due to the PowerPoint having only important information on it, the student is able to focus better while the teacher is able to emphasize key points. This creates a symbiosis of learning where both the teacher and the student contribute positively to the learning environment. PowerPoints can also be used to support different learning styles, such as visual learners, as graphics and other multimedia can be used. This not only engages students, but with the aid of music, transitions and short videos, the PowerPoint is able to retain students' attention for longer periods. PowerPoints can be used online to present information in a clear and concise manner, which was helpful during the COVID pandemic. 
This allows for teaching to continue regardless of the circumstances. PowerPoints can also be used face-to-face -face in the classroom where interaction can take place by adding questions to the PowerPoint and developing a story that students can understand. In addition, a PowerPoint can be used to display Grade 1's basic sight words such as cat, mat or pat. And a PowerPoint can also be used to teach complicated lessons such as showing an economics demand and supply curve. So regardless of the level, age or subject, a PowerPoint provides flexibility to any lesson. PowerPoints are therefore useful in teaching and learning. They have been proven to be successful for all age groups and can be used in different settings. Here's hoping your PowerPoint is successful in your own classroom. From all of us, thank you for listening and we hope you stay tuned for our next episode. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.